Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I am Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I am asking this question: Does the world's leading expert on mortality in India believe our COVID data? It's day 95 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 42,836 cases with 1,389 deaths. India's relatively low COVID mortality remains a question very much on the minds of experts in India and overseas. The world's leading expert on mortality in India is Dr. Prabhat Jha, founding director of the Center for Global Health Research in Toronto. He is a professor of disease control and an expert advisor to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and to various governments around the world on disease control strategies. For the last decade, Dr. Jha has led an important investigation into death in India. In most developing countries including India, the quality of data on the cause of death is very poor. In India, this is because most people die in rural areas and at home. A medically certified death in a hospital is rare. and medical certificates more often than not are not filled correctly there's an interesting anecdote from a 2013 profile of dr jha in nature journal in 1975 it says when prabhat jha was growing up in canada his family received a report from india that his grandfather had died the cause was unclear jha's grandfather had died at home without having visited a hospital jha's mother was desperate for more information So she returned to her home village to talk to locals. Years later the article says when Jha was at medical school he reviewed his mother's notes and realized that his grandfather had probably died of a stroke. Dr Jha used essentially this strategy in his work on mortality in India. He and his team pioneered the use of verbal autopsies where trained investigators visit a household where a person has died. conduct an interview and then two doctors oversee those notes to decide upon a cause of death the million death study that he led uncovered all new and fascinating insights about death in india and changed our understanding of malaria hiv aids and suicide among other causes of death so i asked him if given what he knows about how official statistics miss such a significant portion of mortality in india he has reason to think our covid mortality is an underestimate in india most deaths occur in the rural areas uh, but 80% of deaths occur in rural areas okay. and uh, roughly and most deaths do not have a medical certificate at the time of death okay. so what that does mean is any major cause of death in the country either routine like let's say cardiovascular deaths or an epidemic such mm-hmm. as covid deaths will be missed because simply the reporting systems are not complete right. now that so it does suggest that the true extent of covid mortality in india remains unknown but even if we aren't entirely certain of what's going on in the whole country The data from some cities with good state capacity gives Dr. Jha reason to think that COVID mortality does appear to be, as officially reported, relatively low. However, it is also reasonable to think that in some of the urban areas mm-hmm. where the death reporting is more complete, 
Mumbai, for example, that the emerging data from uh, India points to rather an interesting phenomena that the the growth in the epidemic has been slower than, in fact, it was in uh, in high income countries. That's still going up. That's not to take too much comfort. And it still might be the case that it's early on in the epidemic still, and that in subsequent weeks, it will accelerate. So um, we do know some things about mortality in India. We don't know the absolute levels of COVID mortality deaths, but in some areas, we know the trends of mortality uh, with some there's always caution in these, but uh, uh, with some sense um, of the data, sufficient sense of the data to know that there's something different going on in India. One problem India's officially recorded deaths historically suffer from is that the official person filling out the form routinely lists the immediate cause of death instead of the underlying factors. Given the high rate of comorbidities among COVID-19 patients, I asked Dr. Jha if he thought this would contaminate our death statistics. Is this going to be worse during the time of COVID? Well, it might be, but then what you would see mostly is that people dying of respiratory uh, respiratory diseases, uh, or very broadly, they say respiratory failure, which is another poor code. So... Um, that's an argument for getting good death statistics through verbal autopsies, such as done in the million death study. But verbal autopsies take time. Despite including verbal autopsies in its sample registration system, which produced the million death study, India has not conducted this exercise since 2013. It's unlikely that we'll be able to pull it off in a hurry just now. So what are some ways that we can try to double-check that our official statistics are not missing anyone? Dr. Jha suggests, first of all, just releasing the regular data on officially recorded deaths, especially from cities with good reporting structures, quickly. One of the things that uh, I've certainly recommended is the Registrar General get the uh, sample registration system uh, deaths, the SRS deaths, quickly reviewed for the last half of 2019 and the first few months of 2020 Mm -hmm. to try to understand, was there an increase in deaths, for example, from people dying of pneumonia or ill-defined pneumonia, uh, or in fact, has there been no increase or surprisingly what has been found out of some of the data from Mumbai and Ahmedabad is that their daily death counts are lower. Um, and I mean, that's a puzzle. I, my belief is that mostly that's driven by out-migration of people, particularly young men in those cities, uh, and therefore the denominator of people that might have died was much lower. In the urban areas, they do have a register of deaths that counts the register deaths. Now, the register deaths don't give you much detail other than age and sex, and maybe whether it was an accident or not. Right. But reporting those weekly 
and comparing them, let's say, what happened in each of the um, the weeks of March versus what happened in March 2019 or in 2018 mm-hmm. can give you a sense to say, well, is there an increase in the overall deaths? And that approach has been used successfully in in the U.S. and in Italy and uh, France, other settings, mm-hmm. to document a much larger increase in overall mortality than can be attributable to the reported COVID deaths alone. Right. So it begs the question, is COVID killing more than we'd expect or is it that basically people with heart attacks are not going to the hospital where they might have been treated and and um, and not died, but rather staying at home and dying of a heart attack? So this is why further investigation is required to understand the direct and indirect mortality from uh, from COVID infection. He also suggests using mobile phone data to estimate the levels of out-migration from big cities and then attempt a sample survey to trace possible future deaths in rural areas with the out-migration that our cities are currently seeing. His last suggestion of another way to cross-check data was grounded in his years of experience of many diseases and many countries, and I found it really interesting. Another strategy is that every district of India has corners and um, people who are supposed to do um, doctors who are supposed to do autopsies for basically police investigation cases. So someone got murdered or someone was found dead in the street. Uh, sometimes that's, for example, men that are alcoholics that die in the street. Um, so these, once they undergo police reporting, they have to undergo an autopsy for medical legal reasons. So a very simple strategy is because this is in every district of the country, swab their throat and uh, nose because they undergo an autopsy anyway. And from that, you'd get some prevalence in the unrelated dead, people from traffic injuries and so forth, to understand whether they also had COVID. And interestingly, in South Africa, a similar strategy was done to look at HIV and showed that something like 20% of the young men and women dying in road traffic injuries, completely unrelated to HIV, had in fact HIV infection. And that was a very powerful study because it helped convince then a very skeptical president uh, that HIV was not a foreign problem in South Africa, it was a domestic problem. Right. So similarly here, I think getting some sense of how prevalent is COVID infection in the in the dead, unrelated to COVID uh, um, COVID disease. But right. you know, so so there are a few strategies in the absence of complete registration that could be followed. Finally, I asked Dr. Jha about whether we might need many months or even years of better death statistics because we don't yet know what the future impact of the big disruption in other health services is going to be. His example from Sierra Leone was really telling. You have to think about the epidemic in context. The dramatic gets attention, but the routine deaths and their disruption might well be more important. Mm-hmm. And I 
we've been looking at this, but in Sierra Leone, the Ebola outbreak probably killed more children from lack of treatment for malaria than it did directly from the disease. So the disruption of health services uh, is actually quite important, and that'll apply particularly to treatment of um, of children or of adults, including hospital treatment. We know that treatment saves lives uh, if it's available, and if that's going to be disrupted, there will be an impact uh, on mortality, an unfavorable impact. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.